hello, hello, and welcome to the B Team Podcast. I'm Kent. I'm Erin. Oh, there you go. (laughs) We're always on the same page, covering each other's butts. Uh, Today, actually, if you're lucky enough to be listening to us, it's our second episode, and we're going to be focusing on a couple different things. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to reveal some of our problematic favorites to you, Um, famous people. And then we're going to segue into some cancel culture talk, uh, and then some general yeah, guilty pleasures. Yeah, talk about some guilty pleasures. Yeah. Uh, first off, how was your week? We haven't talked in a little bit. I know. My week, it, it's been it's been a week. I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> Get out. Took a shower today. Ooh. I actually cooked. Whoa. Watch out. Um, so I did some productive things. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, I'm not freshly showered. Oh, I wasn't going uh-huh. to admit that, uh, but since you did, oh, I figure yeah. I should just say it. I'm not freshly showered. I am freshly deodorized. Okay. Um, and I got my first COVID uh, shot just oh, a few right. hours ago. That's so, right. Yeah, it's big time deal over here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm healthier. I'm fitter. Nice. Um, I can read minds now. You know? Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm able to move things. Oh, cool. Without touching So them. you must have gotten Moderna. I got... Five. Actually, I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Pfizer is actually, you know, that. And then really Moderna, funny. you can... You know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that took me by surprise. I know all my vaccine information. Um, <laughs> I sure did. I got my uh, Moderna. Which one was the one... Um, like, is there a recall or something? Yes. Um, Johnson & Johnson just had a oh, recall. Oh, it was Johnson & Johnson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but you know what? I hate to say this because, like, people do this sort of shit all the time. So what I'm about to say, people don't don't listen to it at all. But I was always sort of wary of it just because it was only one shot. Yeah. Like, why have they figured out how to do one shot and all of y'all are doing two? So, like, I was always just kind of, like... Not weirded out by that. I'm sure it's the just, science is curious. totally fine. And wasn't the the efficacy rate lower than Moderna and Pfizer? That I don't, I can't you honestly to speak to. But you're probably right. It you just check that. it just seemed weird. Like I said, I'm sure the science behind it is totally fine. It's just one of those things where you're like, I don't know about it's that. Like, gave me pause. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that for a moment. Um... But yeah, no, otherwise, that's pretty much the biggest thing happening in my life, obviously, right now. So. That's a huge thing. I was very excited when I got my uh, first shot. <laughs> I was I was a little nervous, but it was at the convention center. Mm-hmm. And they were fast. And there was, like, tons of, like, hot military guys. I mean, like, it was, it was sickening. Like, how many, like, high, tight, firm, round butts <laughs> in camouflage there were around me. It was, like, oh, they nothing. were... In- like military gear? Yeah. It's Why? it's all military people. A military guy gave me my shot. He was in um, oh. fatigues, boots, the whole nine. Yeah. I don't know why that makes me uncomfortable. Well, that's why when I went in, it made me a little nervous because mm-hmm. I was just like, it, it felt like something out of a movie. Yeah, see, that's what where, it like, yeah. Everyone gathers into this space to get like the vaccine. That feels whatever. like pre-apocalyptic <laughs> like right before it like, gets apocalypse no it was weird it was weird but they were very good and everyone was very nice and my arm's a little achy but that's about it so everything's good um cool. the only other big thing that probably happened to me this week was and this sort of goes right into our topic unfortunately one of my favorites released a new single no one listens to this person anymore um unless they're like an old fave but my girl Gwen Stefani released a new song uh, this week, and it's been met with um, some further 
controversy as Gwen is known to do. Um, I am admitting right now on the air while Aaron collects I'm himself, collecting myself. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will admit that Gwen is one of my all-time favorites. Um, and I acknowledge the problematic nature of Gwen Stefani. Yeah. And I will not sit here today, one thing before you say anything, Aaron, I will not sit here today and defend Gwen on any aspect. Because we can't. Well, there, yeah, you can't, and, can't really and, and you really shouldn't. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you can still have a problematic fave. Yeah. And depending on where your line in the sand is, still like them. Like, Gwen Stefani, oh my god. Um, yeah, but before she started making her, like, kid bops ass music, um, I actually really did like her a lot. Um, and this is before I got into the whole conversation about cultural appropriation. She was very entertaining, very talented, but it just makes me cringe so much looking at the Harajuku girls. I just, I can't do it. Even her early stuff with the bindies and things. But oh, the yeah. music is, the music is good. Yeah, it's I mean, really good. well, I'm glad you brought up the bindies because, like, it literally goes back far. Mm-hmm. It's like every, like, three to four years, she pretty much consistently will do something Something, major. it's crazy. Yeah. Like, and it's... And people have all there have always been people around to kind of criticize her for what for what she was doing, but it was always like um, like people would defend her just based on like white feminism. It's like all oh, these people they're just um, they're only doing this because she's a woman, woman. and she's beautiful and blah blah blah. I'm like no, like there are people from different cultures who are upset that she's doing what she's doing. Yeah, like like I said, I. I will never defend Gwen on this aspect whatsoever. I mean, I'm still shocked. Even back in, like, 2012, I think it was, mm-hmm. or 2011, there was um, a new album that No Doubt put out. It was their last album, and they recorded a video for a song called Looking Hot that never made it to air because okay. apparently the whole No Doubt band, including Gwen, were all wearing, like, intricate Native American headdresses. Girl. In 2012! In 2012! So I'm just like, while I'm never going to like stop listening to Gwen Stefani, I will be in my bedroom, literally as like a 70 year old man, being like, "Hello, that girl." Like, you know, like. <laughs> but it just it upsets me that I can't be open about my appreciation for certain people because they don't know how to fucking act. Well, yeah, I mean, it does suck. You do kind of have to retreat into the shadows mm-hmm. a little bit with the people that you like nowadays. Um, yes. I think what we're doing today is very brave. Yeah. I feel very brave. I'm gonna. I should have taken like a Zax before we did this because yeah. I'm. I'm. I know I'm gonna get canceled for. I know, something. like we've chosen bravery and violence today. I'm, yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> what a good little cocktail we had going on oh, today. Oh god. I mean, but yeah, you know, Gwen's just one in like a long line of people. I feel like, and mm-hmm. some people might say now that I've said that, well, you really need to analyze who you're liking then. You know what I mean? Like if you, if everybody that you like is problematic in mm-hmm. some way. It, Listen, I like who I like, but I'm just more open about certain things than others, and I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna give them my money. <laughs> well, you're like, I won't buy their albums or anything like that, but well, I'm still gonna listen to it. That brings up a really good point as far as like problematic people, because mm-hmm. it's like, where do you cut off? Because I'm kind of in your camp. Mm-hmm. I will. Um, stop liking someone in the sense of like not supporting them financially anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I won't buy new albums or I won't go see new movies yeah. or any of that stuff. But what happens when it's like Michael Jackson? Yeah. You I'm not ready. ready. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, but, but you know what? For me personally, 
whether you believe he did it or not, like I just can't, I can't throw that catalog of music out from American, for me personally. Because it's not just him. I think Michael might actually be my no-go. I just, I can't talk about oh, it. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. Oh. No, it's, no, you're good. I never talk about it. No. With um, Michael Jackson, like, I, it, he was such an inter- integral part of, like, my upbringing yeah. in a positive way that it really broke my heart when all that stuff came out. Um, I'm still unable to listen to him. Like, even if it's true or not, but I, for sure, like, it's not going to be a permanent thing. Like, this guy's already dead. The music that I'm listening to, he's not getting any money. Like, his estate isn't getting any money. That's where I am. Um, Like, he doesn't, like, his music is starting to not trigger me at this point. So, like, I'll probably go back to listening to it. But, yeah, that's that's a hot button one. So, here's where it comes into play for me a little bit, where it's like... What happens when, like, you have an artist that has such a vast mm, catalog, catalog of, like, music or books or whatever kind of art it is? Like, I'm going to... I don't think that to some people... Some people, I might say this name right now, and they're going to be like, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And to that, I say, you're white and you're gay mm-hmm. and you need to get out of your circle. But Madonna... I was... Bitch. She was on the tip of my tongue. She was on the tip of my tongue. Well, we're always on the same page, because this is why we're good. You said Gwen, and my first one was going to be Madonna. And she used to be a guilty pleasure of my... Well, no, she was like... I was a pretty out Madonna fan. Oh, I I was was an out. Yeah. But now she's definitely... She became a problematic fave of mine with the album after uh, Confessions on a Dance Floor. But, like, she's always been problematic. I just... I was just way too young to notice what she was doing. Yeah. Um, I was just excited to see diversity on her stage. I get it. Well, that's the problem with like somebody like Madonna. You could do this probably with every problematic person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's great stuff that they've done a lot of the times along the way. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. Madonna, you can't take it away from her for giving like, you know, voice and like visibility to like mm-hmm. LGBTQIA shit. You can't take that away from her. Like, you can't. At all. But at it all. doesn't mean that we should be sitting here and being like, the bitch hasn't done some fucked up yeah. race shit. Well, here's the thing. Madonna, low-key, like, between Madonna and Michael Jackson and Naomi Campbell and RuPaul, like, all four of those motherfuckers raised me. So, I... Yeah. All the Madonna stuff, it just, it hurts to see her kind of go out like this. But, you but know, here's you know. the thing. I can love somebody and not agree with the things that they say or do and choose not to support them financially, which I, which is what... Like, I stopped supporting Madonna years and years and years ago. But, you know, if my parents, they have their flaws, my faves, they have their flaws. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, the, I think the big issue that I have with Madonna is just she seems like one of those uh, rich white women, or just white women in general, who when they have a black kid, they think they can say nigga, and that's just, it makes me want to punch her in the face. Like, she deserves to be punched in the face. You should. Someone someone really needs to hit match. Mm -hmm. Like, seriously. And it's just... And also, this wasted opportunity to really be a voice for for anti-ageism. Exactly. I think she missed the opportunity. So now I just, like, go to people like Tina Turner and Patti LaBelle and, like, Dionne Warwick. By the way, side note, have you watched the Tina doc? I cried. I I, I actually couldn't finish it. I have to finish it. It's yeah. it was so it's intense. beautiful. Yeah. And like I don't know if this is how it I mean, I'm I'm hoping and I'm assuming she's in great health mm-hmm. and doing okay. But like it just felt like like 
this is it for me, guys. Like, that's the vibe I got from it. Like, it was like this send off. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if she's not planning on performing that much anymore or whatever, but it I kind of felt surprised. like. Because she's, you know, she's probably ready to fully retire. Yeah, which is fine. I was yeah. just, it made me, like, emotional. It's the end of like, an era. Yeah. Like, and, and sometimes you don't remember, like, just how long someone like her has been around. Like, she knows mm-hmm. a whole other set of famous people that, like... She's had several different lives. Yeah. Like, several different ones. Crazy. And I've always... I remember... Okay. Like... Tina is neither a problematic fave or a guilty pleasure, but I just want to yeah. Let's just talk about her. Let's give her some props real quick because I love Tina Turner so much. Um, I first became aware of Tina Turner when I was maybe like five or six, and my mom recorded uh, Ghostbusters on a VHS, and so like I liked to watch Ghostbusters a lot because it was a cute little movie. And then um, she also recorded Tina Turner's HBO special. Oh shit! With that white leather number. Yes. yes. I know what you're talking about. I. Oh, shit. She turned me out that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Who is this woman?" What is this creature? She reminded me of David Bowie from Labyrinth. Like in Labyrinth, yeah. that's the only reason I was so transfixed by her. I thought she was the elf king <laughs> I thought she was the elf king uh, and so my mom told me about Tina Turner so like I was initially um, introduced to her as a rock star and that completely um, informed my decisions as a musician as a musician even as an opera singer That's I always huge. felt like a rock star That's like huge. because of Tina Turner yeah and then I learned at like 12 years old like the Ike and Tina music which yeah. you know she and that she started or she started her next chapter you gotta say like late in life um, oh, in the entertainment industry like definitely. she was in her late 30s or early 40s I think that's, it was even early 40s that's like, unheard of and well, it completely went over my head when I was I didn't care when I was little oh, that well, she no, was in her 40s yeah no. I just saw this dynamic woman like, no, yeah. amazing amazing woman yeah I mean you have to look at just that from what she did like getting away from Ike mm-hmm. and Ike basically took everything but her name. Mm-hmm. That's all she said she wanted was her name. And, like, she literally had She's like, I understand branding. I'm not stupid. Yeah, like... I'm sorry, I know we're a bit off topic, but we needed to really give Tina some dues on Love this her. podcast. And Love her. thank you, Tina, for everything. Um, and no, we are not, just because we're part of the LGBTQIA community. This is not code for Tina for anything else, you dirty sluts out there listening. <laughs> we are talking about the actual Tina Turner that we love. Love you, Tina. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to, you know, just people. Do you have any people that like, mm-hmm. that you're like, I love? Like, I, I admitted Gwen, I'll stand by it. I, I, I said I'd say Somebody that I love and that I still listen to, even though they yeah, are if, problematic. If you, anybody, if you have anyone, because you might not. Mm-hmm. I might just be a, a scumbag, you know? Okay, um, yeah, future. <laughs> oh. Mm. It's so bad. It's not great. It's so embarrassing. I don't talk to anybody. It's fine about it but I just like this is a judgment free zone I just really like future he makes me want to shake my ass I I was gonna say he makes me want to like sell coke (laughs) he makes me want to go outside like I want to become a dope boy and then just like throw money in a strip club oh my god okay well this is deep I wouldn't even do that for Gwen oh my god I'd wash Gwen's underwear or something that's about it but like you would you would take it there All right. well hey like future, yeah, it's it's not great. It's not great. He's such a misogynist. Oh no, definitely. Like a huge misogynist. He has more children. How many children does he have? He, I don't. It could be a basketball team. I think it actually he has enough for a basketball team. Um, how many people are on a basketball? 
Girl, I don't know. Eight? That's just a saying that people say. I don't know how oh, many okay. people are on a basketball team, Ken. I, I, I thought you were going to go somewhere with that. I thought you were you put me in the corner. I know. I did not mean to embarrass <laughs> you. Um, are there like... Um, I'm sure there's like I mean, people on the court. It's not the whole team because like no. some people have to be on the bench. What's what I mean? This is sports talk. Yeah. Hi everyone. Um. Anyway. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you see what happens when Aaron and I talk about sports? We literally get so thrown. My off brain stops. Even, yeah, I got really confused there for a minute. My brain stops. Like I'll bet. I'll bet on sports, but like I don't know oh, what so the you're fuck. Better, you're better than me. I just I can't even, I don't listen to what it. people say, and then I'm like, oh, I'll I'll put five bucks. Yeah, I'll put twenty dollars on that. Well, you know, I think it was brave of you to admit future. That is a hard one to admit. That was kind of scary to admit. He was the last one on my list, but he's definitely um, the rest of the folks on my list. I don't really listen to like that anymore, except for one. But like, she hasn't been around for very long. Future has been around for a minute now. He's always been problematic. He has not changed. An iota. And I don't think he's going to. <laughs> that's because he doesn't have to. He doesn't have yeah, why, why He does not you? have to. Like, Wouldn't you just on a side note love to be one of those people in life? What, no matter what your station or place is, just where you know you don't have to change. Like, I don't, I've never felt like that. I've always felt like when I've realized something was wrong or yeah. bad about me, I'm like, I'm going to work on this. But like, there are people out there that are just like, no, I know this and I'm good with it. That's and I don't I, need to. That's one of the reasons why I'm like holding out for old age. Because that's going to be me. Well, yeah, that's not funny. <laughs> like, I'm not changing anything else. Like, anything else. I'll probably still change, but, like, just those people that have never done any growth. I mean, we've, we've met people, you mm-hmm. know, people in your life where you're like, you were the same 15 just years ago as you are today. The same. It's got to be great, though, to be like that. I guess Think about so. Like, has future... I don't know how much future you listen to. <laughs> I, I mean, oh my gosh. No, I listen... I, I know, like, some songs, but that's okay. about it. So okay. I wouldn't sit here and be like... Like, I'm not a future... A future aficionado. Con- connoisseur. But, like, I'm aware of, like, the stuff that, you know, his top 40 or Oh, yeah, whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't... That emo... He's so emo. And I feel that... Kind of, I was he's just about very, to say I kind of like that. He has a lot of emotions, and he's clearly depressed and stuff... And I can relate to that. And I love those sad-ass lyrics on a trap beat. I can't, you can't, come on. No, I get it. It's great. Future and Beyonce are the only two people that can make me dance and cry at the same time. Well, that really says something about them. Like, seriously. Because those are like two emotions that, you know, it takes a while to get there. So you're doing good. I don't know. I mean, listen. We all have people that we, you know, love that are a problem. Like, here's another one that'll get me in trouble. Only this time with the complete opposite group of people. Okay. So it, just for me to really go around and get everyone angry at me today. Oh, yeah. We're just going to circle the um, Azalea Banks. I love <sighs> Azalea Banks' music. Everyone, every gay guy out there, calm down. Especially the She's on my days. list, too. Yeah, she's I, I she's supremely talented. She's so talented. She's and so talented. Um, I will say this, not a lo- I don't want to say a lot, I don't want to quantify it, but there is a fair amount of things that she says that have a kernel of truth mm-hmm. to them a lot of the time. It doesn't make it right. I think her delivery is terrible. It's awful. Um, I also, and I don't want to, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but I just feel like there might be some sort of maybe minor mental health thing going on there where, like, she hasn't learned how to really... I think she's out with oh, her bipolar. Oh, I don't I follow so. her like that anymore. I still mm-hmm. listen to her music. That's yeah, what I'm I was a huge I love her music. Azalea Banks fan. Like, I was a fan of her as the person, as an artist. Now it's just 
Azalea Banks as the artist, if I can even listen to her, like, you know? Yeah, no, I yeah. I, I have no problem listening to her. Yeah. And I've definitely gotten into a few disagreements with white white mm-hmm. gay men mm-hmm. about this. And um, I get it. You know, I'm not bragging about it, but, like, I'm also not going to, like, sit here and lie to yeah. somebody to their face and be like, no, I would never. It then goes home and, like, listens to Ice Princess or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Like... I think it might be a little trickier, or maybe less tricky for you because, like, you're cis and you're white. Yeah. Um, like, she, I've seen her come, like, she'll come for anybody, but. True, true. The things that she says about uh, black trans women, I can't, like, as an, I just, I was going to say as a non-binary person, but, like, as a person, I just can't. It's bad. Back that. Yeah. Because then it becomes dangerous. Like, no. if you have a platform and you're saying these things, best case scenario, people are going to be concerned about you or worried. But like worst case scenario, some kid who listens to you might think that you're telling the truth. Or even worse, some uh, a black trans kid could be listening to you and think that they're worthless. Yeah, no, seriously. And like you have all these gay ass house beats that you're rapping over. And then you say like anti-trans stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. Well, that's the one thing that like I don't understand about her because I feel like... A very, 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 very big chunk and vocal chunk of her popularity and fan base was LGBTQIA people. I didn't mm-hmm. find out about um, Azalea initially from the mainstream, and I definitely didn't find out about Azalea initially from any of my black straight friends. Mm-mm. You know, it was definitely my gay friends that were it like, oh, you heard this? Like, have you heard 212? Yeah, 212. Oh, That's yes. when it broke. Yeah. yeah, and I thought she was gay. <laughs> well, she's bisexual. I think she's bi, yeah. Um... Sorry. This is a very deep topic. What Aaron and I are doing right now is literally, I don't know if you all realize this at home, but we are combining our two favorite things right now, which is mental health and pop culture and yeah. probably the pinnacle of a conversation. This so is... be happy we're not so wet that we're sliding. I know. Off these I thought this right would now. be an easier I thought this would be an easier talk to have, but I think it's easier for me talking about dead people who are problematic. You kind of also have to like when you bring up a topic like this, especially for people that are still alive, like Mm -hmm. we were talking about, like Gwen Stefani and Madonna and Azalea Banks, you know, you kind of have to like reckon with yourself. You're like, "Mm." I'm like, I I really think I am that person all the time. But there's certain things that I'm not willing to give up. Now, on the flip side, I would never throw a party or or do anything in public or Mm -hmm. blare Gwen Stefani. Yeah, absolutely. But when I, I do believe in the idea that when I go home at night and close my little bedroom door, that I can do pretty much anything, anything I want in, the, in uh, there that isn't illegal, obviously. We're not condoning anything illegal, but like, it's not illegal to listen to somebody who might be a shithead. No. And it's also not bad to have um, terrible thoughts about things as long as you don't say them. Yeah, totally. Wait, a nun told me that, but it was okay. Oh, look at you bringing yeah. religion into it. Yeah. A nun told me that because... Uh, a priest and a nun, actually, because I was afraid of my impure thoughts when I went to Catholic school. That is so adorable. I love shit like that. Oh I my was, God. like, terrified. And uh, it was Sister Teresa. She said, well, if you're not acting out those thoughts, then you can still, you know, live a good life and be a good person. You can still call yourself a good person. That makes you a good person and a strong person. So I say that to say... You know, if you're listening to people who are problematic um, in private and you're not shoving your faves down other people's throats, 
You could still be a good person. Yeah. And I think that there's like, I don't know. I guess this is where it gets tricky because like I was I was just about to be like, well, there's a line in the sand. There's a line. Some people yeah. can't. But then everybody has a different line. That's where the If it affects is. your actions. Like if your preferences start affecting your actions in a negative way in society, then yeah, it is a problem. We need to readjust, like readjust that. Yeah. But me listening to fucking Future or 90s Madonna and still being myself, the person I've always been, like, I'm not hurting anybody. So I think, I think that's fine. Oh my gosh. I find that so adorable though, Erin, that you were like that, like with like a nun, just you interacting. Yeah. I want it to be a nun. <laughs> that's, that's really sweet. Just, um, off topic, something to do with like religion. So uh-huh. like somewhere along the line, when I was like very, very young, I was like told that like masturbation was like bad, not like a sin, but mm-hmm. just like, just don't do it yeah. type of thing. I don't think it was even maybe my parent. I don't know who it was. Somebody, somebody. Just, yeah. It gets in your head though. Pretty fast. In the Bible. I don't know. I don't remember. Or I don't, like in one of those kids Bibles or something. Somebody told us at some point. Exactly. And it stuck. Well, here's my problem with uh-huh. that. So I was a very horny like child. Mm-hmm. Like I started like legit masturbating in like second grade, first, second grade. Did not have my first orgasm though until fourth grade. If anyone wants to send me a card once a year, <laughs> it was in the spring. Um, but I thought though for like up until about fifth grade that like if I kept doing it, uh-huh. I would run out of sperm and then I wouldn't be able to have children. So like I started to like really try to like monitor myself and oh like my put myself God. on a diet basically and just be like, well, Damn it, can't you did it Monday? All right, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. All right, Thursday's almost here. Like, you know what I mean? Because I thought that you would run out of sperm, and then I still thought, I was still young enough to not really know. Is this before or after, or before or during um, your stint at Lutheran school? Oh, this is during. So I went oh, K through eight, K through eight to a religious school, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's what I did for like three years. I was like terrified. And then, like, somehow I found out, I was like, oh, sperm doesn't run out. Like, you'll always. You yes. Know, yeah. I was like, oh, thank. And that's when I was like, thank God for being a man. <laughs> I'm so happy I'm a dude. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like a little nun in training in Catholic school. I, I wanted to be a nun so bad. I can I wanted see to this. be, when I was little, I wanted to be a nun slash assassin. Oh that's what I oh, wanted to be. That's a pretty cool combo to be exactly. quite frank. Like Lady Gaga in um, Machete, apparently. But I wanted that when I was like seven. <sighs> Oh, yeah. Yes, like that's what I wanted. Right. Um, so, like, I would always have these, like, philosophical-ass <laughs> conversations with, like, the priests and the nuns. Um, just about... And I asked them, like, really direct questions about sex. Oh, God. Oh, you were ballsy. I would never... I was very ballsy. I just didn't... I didn't have a filter. Oh, jeez. I still don't. Yeah. Um, but I remember asking the principal, Sister Charles... Oh, Sister Charles. Um, if she missed having sex... I think that's I like, that fifth. just scandalized me. I just yeah. inhaled deeply. And I asked in front of the entire class. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> the I whole class. It. Uh, it was like fifth, it was fifth grade. And I just asked her like if she missed not so much. I think I called it like it or something. But like if she missed the sex or just the desire, like the need. Oh, I didn't oh, say I desire. At, like, I was going to say. You were, like, did you like miss I the know. feelings that come yeah. with? Like, the emotional feelings. Exactly, yeah. And she said yes. Like, she was very honest. She said she... That is so... This is Sister Charles? Yeah. I love Like, she asked me why I was asking that, and I said, because one day I would maybe like to... I'm considering becoming a nun. I really wanted to be a priest, but I was, you know, female, so... 
gonna be a priest. Which is so... So dumb. I wanted to be a priest so bad. Like, there was just something very sexy to me about the idea of being a priest. Oh, really? Yes. Ew. We talked about this before. I like uh, sexual restraint. Oh, <laughs> like, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, then can't get more restrained than the Catholic Church. So. It's so good. Yeah. And to be one of their that's workers. people like hot priests. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Like, it's a thing. It's been a thing for a very long time. Yeah. I never really got into that, though. I've, I don't think okay. I've ever seen a hot priest. In real life, okay. I, I, I'm hanging around in the wrong hoods. You're hanging in the because, wrong hoods. Yeah, um, my school had a couple of hot priests. They were older, but there was just like their vibe. Wow. Like they, like they knew how to party. Like priests, aging, nothing <laughs> like but they, a number. I, I would ask the priest, like, oh, do you still drink? Like, do you go to bars and stuff? What did they say? And they were very honest. They said, yes, I enjoy. A bottle. I, I enjoy beer every once in a while, but um, moderation is a part of my philosophy. There you go. And also, I thought it was cool because at that point, I was simultaneously in Catholic school and in a cult. <laughs> and a yoga cult. So that's, I... That's, that's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing I've heard in a long time. Sorry. I was little. <laughs> so it was just really... The, di- the dichotomy oh uh, fascinated me, but also the... Um, the sameness or the similarities yeah. fascinated me a lot. Well, that makes total yeah. sense. I don't subscribe to either anymore, but... Well, that's fine. I mean, I think you and I can both safely say that the only thing that we do subscribe to anymore is probably the love of celebrity, <laughs> um, which, which is why we're in trouble today way, with half of our viewers. Back on topic. <laughs> yep. Which is why we're, you know, probably going to get um, two emails that will destroy us because out mm-hmm. of the six people that are still listening to us on our second Can you episode. believe there's like, we've got like 12 listens or something? Yeah, well, if you I know a couple the other ones are ours. But no, I don't think they are because no? I've listened a few times and like it never goes up when I listen. Really? It never goes up when I listen. I've tried because I was just going to boost our numbers for just my own sake. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how, if, if you've been paying attention, in the last episode, I mentioned how I create my own realities when the one uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, does not uh-huh. fit. So, yeah, I totally would have created a reality. Back to the show. We're still doing pretty good. Oh, we're doing great. So we were talking about Azalea Banks. We could honestly talk about Azalea Banks for fucking an entire show. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, I agree with you. I could probably do two shows, to be honest. Yeah. But you know what? I don't want to... I don't know. I, I don't want it to sound like I'm defending her, but like I just don't want to like dump on her excessively. I'm just tired of talking about her with the same. It's been the same yeah. narrative for years and years and years. And who's helping her though? Well, that's what I mean. Like I I don't think I need to contribute. It's okay for you to be like, yo, listen, mm-hmm. what she says is fucked up. We all know it's fucked up. Yeah. You don't need to support her. You don't need to buy. I'm not buying any new music from her. I'm just saying the old stuff. I'm not gonna you know throw out in the gutter. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like she's getting it enough. Yeah. And um, and until people cancel Kanye West, like, it's kind of like, don't tell me shit about Azalea Banks. Or yeah. about your feelings about Azalea yeah. Banks. Yeah. I, I just feel like she's getting in enough. And, like, once again, not defending her, but I don't need to, like, hop on the pile or hop on the bandwagon and be like, yeah, yeah. let's really get her again yeah. this week. Like, I, mean, it's I like, have I, issues doing that with women in well, general. I, think I just what don't it is like it. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it either. It's not, it doesn't feel good to like, you know, do to some pile sort of on modern day witch hunt. No, like, no. Let's get her. I'd rather somebody punch me in the face than pile on me. Just yeah. Me. Yeah, because I can only handle so much of that. In Same. But yeah, I mean, like, Azalea, okay. So we covered her. I have to admit, I have somebody on my list. I think that you, it might overlap for you a little bit as well. 
Um, I have given this person up, cold turkey, uh, but I want to say it was hard. Um, I think I know who you're going to say. Kevin Spacey. <sighs> Kevin, 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 Kevin. Kevin! Sorry, uh, I don't know if anyone will get that reference. Kevin Spacey. Oh, was that uh, Home Alone? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but yeah, Kevin, Kevin I, I don't know what to say. I um, He was my mom's fave. That's how long he's been in my life. Yeah, he's been, I remember him. As a kid. I grew up with this motherfucker. Yeah. I... And he... When all of that came out... We all knew he was gay. So, like, oh, that wasn't really... That's why I liked him a little bit. Right. Even though he was in the closet and stuff. But when that came out, it... I dissociated immediately to a point where I, I don't think I've actually still processed it. Oh, really? Oh, I've, yeah. I've processed it. It takes me a very long time to process uh, certain things. But, um... I'm so disgusted and so upset. Yeah. Some of my favorite. He's in some of my favorite movies. Oh, I... And I can't watch them. I loved him. I, I, I really had, like, a crush on him. Like, I would have... I can see that. And, and the really fucked up part is, mm-hmm. is that, like, if I would have been in those circles from the types that, like, I see that he's in, He would have abused you. Young, thin, white. Yep. Dumb as you bricks, look, but hung wait, like I a horse. Wait, I what Anthony like, Rapp looks like. <laughs> But that was uh, Anthony Rapp from Rent. I think he was the first person to come out. Oh, yeah. I know it. who he is. I can't picture him I think him right he now. has that same look, that yeah. tall, wiry. Yeah. And I think he was 14 when that went down. Well, if anybody would have been hanging out in New York City at a piano bar at 14, it would have been <laughs> me. Right. So, you know, I mean, it could have But, like, Kevin happened. Spacey, uh, I should have put, um, I didn't put Brian Singer on my list um, He's but I should because one. I lumped them two together because I think the revelations came out around the same time Probably. with the Me Too movement and with um, I've like blocked his name from my mind because oh, it's disgusting. Weinstein. Yeah, um, okay. Weinstein. Weinstein. But Brian Singer, first of all, I didn't know who he was as old. As he is, he's old, and that he's, he's done some of my favorite fucking movies. He's done a lot of great, really fun films. Fun films. X Men. Like I can't even watch. X-Men without thinking of this man. This is like what really pisses me off. I watch certain things to be entertained. Yes. I don't watch things to get like this violent, jarring reaction to seeing somebody's name in the credits. No. I don't think that's fair to the viewer at all. And I think that that's something that a lot of um, people who don't care about problematic celebrities lack or they fail to realize because it's really a lack of empathy thing. Oh, totally. Like they don't give a fuck about trauma survivors or trauma victims. They're probably perpetrators themselves. But like all I can do is really protect myself, but it's just another exhausting thing I have to do in a series of exhausting things to protect myself. It's true. It's well, this is why what I'm about to say is going to like, God, I, it, no one like this is actually going to be listening to this podcast anyway, but like I would get labeled a major snowflake for what I'm about to say. But I just feel like we could all very easily like, be careful what we're blaring from our car windows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, be careful mm-hmm. when you bring people over to your house if you're going to have something on the TV. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't invite all my black friends over and put, like, a season of Roseanne on. You know, like... I mean, black people like Roseanne. <laughs> well, I, I, I was going to say, to be honest, I still watch Roseanne. And I'm proud <laughs> I like home. Roseanne. But, yeah. but I will say this. So, I love The View. And I used to be a part of a View chat room. Um, that I was actively a part of or whatever. Like on Facebook? Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. And um, I love The View. 
Um, and so I was in there one day and this was right when the Roseanne thing broke, like maybe like a week after and it was hot. That was hot on the view for like a month, Uh like every day, like huge debates. And, um, so I'm in there and like, I just said, I was like, I'm not supporting Roseanne anymore. Like I'm a lifelong fan, but I'm not like supporting her. I won't watch like comedy specials, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. But I ended it foolishly Mm -hmm. by saying that like in the privacy of my own home, I already own them. I won't put any more money in her pocket or anything like that. I am going to watch my DVDs of Roseanne still. Man, you would have thought... Oh, you I, said that out loud. I said I typed it in like this long comment um, or whatever because everyone was saying what they will and won't do and blah yeah. blah blah and how she should be canceled. Well, and it's I like said a safe that. space, or it should be. Oh no, no, no! Okay. I had like I shortly thereafter left the group because I was just like I cannot deal with this. It was like twenty five people coming at me like you're part of the problem. You need. And I'm like, and let me guess, uh, were they white? I think I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna be fair and lowball it and say probably like seventy percent white. And that's a low ball. I think it was probably more like 80% white. Okay. Yeah. And I was just like, y'all need to chill out. I'm not, I wouldn't force somebody to watch it. I wouldn't buy it again, you Mm -hmm. know, like, but come on. Please. I would rather you watch fucking Roseanne out here than Space Jam. I haven't seen Space Jam since I was a kid and I never really got, because I was a bougie ass kid. I did not understand the appeal. Oh, I I was about to say I've never seen it. I've never seen Space Jam. I thought it was the dumbest thing when it came out. I know. I'm so sorry. Honestly, that might be good parenting on your parents' behalf. Yeah, I'm sure it's a great movie. Oh, no, it wasn't it was because so of bad. that. Like, when I saw it, I'm like, this is the dumbest shit. What? And why is Peppy Le Pew in this? <laughs> <laughs> and why does Lola Bunny look like that? Yeah. Everybody wants to fuck her. Yeah, everybody. Like, this is crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> like, it reminded me of, like, Cool World. Because, like, I watched Cool World way What's cool? younger than... Oh, my God. What's Cool World? Oh, my God. Is it a TV show? I should put that on my guilty pleasures. Cool World. Okay. Cool World. I think, like, I'm pretty sure that's one of Brad Pitt's first movies. It is terrible. Oh, shit. I've never it heard of It is. It came out a couple of years after, um, or a few years after Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And I liked that movie so much that I thought Cool World would be great because it was the second movie like Roger Rabbit that had uh, live action and animation. And also, um, Kim Basinger played Hollywood, and she was a bad bitch. Kim was that... I have to show you. I have to play this movie. It's so bad. I'm I'm always down to see a bad movie. So bad, so good. Um, But anyway, what were... Oh, I mean, just going back, you know, to what we were saying, as usual. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. And then Brian Singer. Yeah, those two. Those Those two two. lovely gents. Oh, my God. But, I mean, I I will say this. I've gone cold turkey. I've gone so far. I'm not even kidding. I can't even believe I'm about to say this. This is so embarrassing. I've taken Kevin Spacey out of even, like, masturbation. Because there were times where I would masturbate to to Kevin Spacey. Oh, God, yeah. There's, like, a few things that he's in that, like, are very, very hot to me. So, okay, as far as movies okay. and stuff. He was he was kind of gay and um, southern in um, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. I have not seen that. Oh, it's so good. He's got, like, a rent boy that he, like... Uh, all right, sorry. We need to get off this because this yes. is... Because we're about to... Like, about to- <laughs> I'm about to pull down... Wait, let me go and put that on <laughs> Pull down the shades, turn off the lights. I will and- say, if I was straight, he would have done something to me in Seven. Oh, I believe it. Like, he would have, like, oof. It's like a priest gone bad. Like, those types of, (laughs) like, sexless. (laughs) But, you know, hey, guys, at least you now know that I'm no longer masturbating to Kevin Spacey. That's right. And that was was 
no pun intended, that was hard for me to do. It really was. That was that was the hardest part, I think. But I was like, I can't do this in my mind. I, know. I was like, my mind is going to be the gutter. It's your mind. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of nice in there right now. You know, okay. it's curvy, but it's nice. Like going to like a really high-end like whorehouse or something. I'm trying to think, what does my mind look like? My mind, um, it looks like an Escher painting. Oh, that's nice. Like numerous Escher paintings and like you go through the door. It's honestly, it's like that mobile game, uh, Monument Valley. Oh my god. It's literally that's my mind. Okay, I can get down with that. It's I just like that. down is up, up is down. And there's also um water. So like <laughs> in your sometimes brain? I'll drown. <laughs> yeah, it'll just rise and rise and rise. It's like um the water levels in Sonic. Like that's like when my anxiety is bad. Oh my and there's like this ticking clock, like do, 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 do. That's it's like it's awful. It's like awful. I need medication so bad. But anyway, help. Um, <laughs> Damn. We're going to have to, we're going to turn off the mics on a little bit. We're going to have a conversation about that vibe. My therapist is aware. It's fine. No, I'm not worried or anything. Trust me. Like, it's very I, entertaining. Oh, I believe it. It's one of the reasons I spent so much time alone. I'm like, oh, it's great up here. <laughs> well, very robust <laughs> inner world. I think that crazy people for the most part. Oh, I, I don't like that term. I don't know why I just said that. Um, people with maybe uh, Mental mentally challenged in different ways, uh-huh. you know. Well, not um, mentally challenged. Well, not like, <laughs> but no, you <laughs> My people, brain just works differently. Yeah, like people who struggle with mental health or yeah, whatever in any way. I feel like they typically, we typically are really good with being alone. Like, because we're yeah. so used to either like, self-isolating in some way mm-hmm. or like trying to protect others because we know that we're kind of like shitty sometimes so. yeah um so i mean i think we're usually really cool with ourselves mm-hmm. I, I i'll be honest i know i'm like screwed up in a lot of ways but like i really genuinely like myself like i think i'm lucky me too i think i'm yeah smart i i think i'm like a beast some days but other days i'm like oh i'm like a solid 7.5 a philly 7.5 not new york i don't I'm just very secure in my weirdness. Like, I've just gotten super secure and, like, I process information differently. Um, and I just, I have a really rich, vivid inner world. Like, it's yeah. it's been there for as long as I've been alive. Like, there are people there. It's, like, it's really interesting. But it's not something that, that I talk about. Much like my uh, problematic faves. I just keep it to myself. <laughs> Or, like, I'll write it, like, as fiction. That's about it. I totally get it. Mm -hmm. I I totally get it. Well, I mean, sometimes, you know, talking to the people in your head is probably better than talking to some of these celebrities that we like. Let's be for real. I mean, do you have anybody else that you want to admit to? Oh, girl. If Um, you don't want to admit to anybody else, that's fine. Just a little recap. I could run through this whole motherfucking list. I mean, I've put out Gwen Stefani already. Ooh, this is a... Okay. Hmm. Okay, so there's nothing particularly... uh, I don't think Nicki Minaj is actually problematic. There might be some members of her... No, there are definitely a member... There's a member of her family that is problematic. Um, Oh, I know what you Yeah, But I'm a really big fan of Nicki Minaj. I would never call myself a barb because, like... I'm not in a gang. Like I feel like, <laughs> like different stand, like standums. Are yeah, like oh, I hate standums. Little gangs and like people are legitimately afraid of them and they're legitimately scary. Scary. No, I mean, <laughs> but I can't even post a Nicki Minaj meme. I can't say anything. Like if I say, oh, Queen was an underrated album, a whole litany of people will come for me. Oh, like oh. You're a barb. You're a barb. Uh-huh. Or like they'll start 
talking about Cardi B. Like, the gag, like, the joke's on you. I love Cardi B as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure she's problematic to a lot of people. Uh, well, I'm I'm sure somewhere, yeah. I don't, I can't think of anything. And I don't give a fuck. Who cares? I truly, truly don't. She's a product of her environment. And it's a, an environment that I'm familiar with, so. Yeah, and, like, I, I, just because, like, the idea that, like, people... I've never done this really with celebrities. I'm always just sort of, like, no, they're definitely people. Like, I might love them. Mm-hmm. I might be, like, you know, really into them, buy all their stuff or whatever. But, like, I've never been, like, they can do no wrong. Right. Like, I hate when, like, people are, like, I don't know. You can't be perfect. Well, yeah, but, like, not only that, but, like, why are you as the public dumb enough to think that these people aren't, like, fuck-ups, just like you are? Like, I honestly, I think... Part of it is resentment towards creative types. That could definitely be it. Um, and also the fact that uh, creative people, not only can they create something amazing out of absolutely nothing, they can they have the capacity to get or capacity to get paid a lot of money for that. Meanwhile, everybody else, like non-creative people or people who aren't uh, like in tuned with their creativity, because I think everybody can be creative, but. I think oh, they get a I little... Just, we can talk about that. I was going to say, we're going to... Don't um, worry, folks. We're going to have an episode about that, because that's interesting. Okay, go. Because it's like, as you get older, you lose time. You're not allowed to be creative. You have to make a living. You have yeah, to make money in these no. boring-ass jobs. And then they see uh, creative people who are living their dreams, or even doing it part-time. And then the non-creative people get really upset about that. They get really upset. So they just police, I think they police creative people in a way that they would never police themselves. Or they, they police public figures in a way that they wouldn't police themselves. Oh, that I totally agree with. That I, just, I totally agree with. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, it's, it's completely illogical. Like, for as much as I'm obsessed with, like, pop culture and fame and, and all of that stuff, and God knows I am, I have, like, I would probably say, like, 75% of my brain is filled with, like, pop culture or entertainment knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as I'm obsessed with it, I'm not going to get into a fight with, like, a stranger online because someone's like, you know, her voice really isn't that good. Right. Okay, fine. If you don't like her voice, don't listen. I'm going to still listen. You can call me out. I've said that about Taylor Swift. It's- <laughs> oh, I, know, I was not even... That was not some subtle gay maybe You might want to say that. No. Because I'm not a huge fan of Taylor. Um, I like Taylor's music. Don't like the person. Don't think I'd like the person if I met them. Let's put it like that. But once again, yeah. I will not go online and be like, "This fucking guy." Yeah, that's, that's crazy. This, to you me. fucking bet. Like that is fucking insane. And it's all—it's like grown men. Yes, it's insanity. And it's been happening since she was like 15, 16 yeah. years old. Like Why she are just you so wants pressed? to open up her fucking trapper keeper and and <laughs> trapper and show her sixteen-year-old poems to the world. Like that's really all she wanted yeah. to do. She is a horse girl. Like somebody, a horse girl. Like you've never heard face. of the term? No. Oh, I thought you meant like a horse. No, face. you know, like white girls, straight white girls are really into horses. Some of them. There's like a contingent. Oh, probably yeah. Sure. Of like Lady Gaga's kind of a horse girl. It's oh, just really? something that I don't acknowledge. Oh, okay. In Lady Gaga. Oh, okay. but um, Taylor Swift. I think she's so unpro. That's the thing. She's so. I don't think Taylor Swift is problematic. I just think she's a white woman. Yeah, she doesn't know. And she's just existing as a white woman, and she didn't acknowledge her privilege for a very long time, and she didn't acknowledge politics for a very long time. So that kind of allowed um, her more right-wing fans oh, she to be claim the fantasy her. for anybody. And it's very easy for, for white supremacists to claim her because she looks like the Aryan ideal. Yeah. 
But that's no reason to hate a person unless they are touting Aryan ideals. God, I can't. I can't. She's just a basic white woman who wants to sing about heartbreak. Yeah. And even still, I wouldn't... Could you imagine, like, the type of people that expend that type of energy on a regular basis? Like, yelling, and literally in their homes. Because you're only seeing a fraction of that. I know by the time I get to texting someone that I'm angry with, Mm -hmm. I've had a conversation walking in a circle in my room for Mm -hmm. about three hours Mm -hmm. before. These people are crazy that are doing this. They're nuts. Like, okay, there's um, one of my former coworkers at my job. She, every time I would mentioned Taylor Swift she would have a fit it didn't matter where we were like we were in the office at one point and I think I said something like oh I just re-listened or I listened to Taylor Swift's Red Album again for like the first time in a long time I forgot I actually really that is the only Taylor Swift album that I fuck with is Red I like Red a lot and she started screaming at me (laughs) She started screaming at me. Like I can't even remember what she said. She's like everything that she said, she's like frothing at the mouth and like yelling. And all she could say was that she just hated Taylor Swift. Oh my god! Get she's like, life. I just hate her. I just hate her. I don't want to. Don't ever bring her up to me again. So first of all, bitch, I'll do what I want. Um, I don't know who the fuck you're talking to. Just because I said I like Taylor Swift does not mean that I won't hit you. <laughs> and if anything, it's gonna be with like. I love country music, but I will slap you. <laughs> That should be, like, the title of your first book. I love country music, but I will slap <laughs> I will slap the bullshit out of I like all types of music. And also, I just, I like, I think listening to different types of music from around the world keeps me, not only, it's kept me informed for a, since I was young, but it, I feel like it keeps me young. Or youthful. Like, I don't mind getting old, but, like, it keeps me youthful just being aware of, like, the stuff that kids are listening to or young adults are listening to around the world. I think it's good for, like, you know, your mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, like, literally keeping your brain young. Yeah. Because, to be honest... But I roll my eyes at Taylor Swift all the time. Fuck Taylor Swift. Sorry, Taylor Swift. That's the most... As I just said, don't... That is the most that... Like that of a response that should be elicited. Well, what I just did. Eye roll. Yeah. Or indifference. Yeah. And when I say fuck Taylor Swift, it's not. It's a joke. It's not even coming from like my gut. I'm not like a fuck Taylor Swift. It's like oh fuck Taylor Swift too. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just if you're having fun, then it's cool. Mm -hmm. But like if you're like really serious about like these people don't care. They're serious. Here's what all these people are part of. For the most part, that we're talking about, part of like the one percent. I can't believe I'm defending her right now. Or like five (laughs) percent. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about us. They don't. They're living such a different life than we could not even imagine, like, right now. So, I mean, I'm not going to fight about one of these people. I'm just not going to do it. Not with a fellow poor person. Now, if you want yeah. me to yell at a, a rich motherfucker who, you know, likes Kanye West a lot, I'd be like, all right, let's Ooh, sit down. we could talk about that yeah, all let's fucking sit down. day. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't have anybody else except that I just... I guess it is someone that I need to admit. And I guess certain mm-hmm. demographics are going to be upset with me. Mm-hmm. Specifically white gays again. Mm-hmm. I see you out there. And it's not all white gays, but... Kevin Hart. I'm mm-hmm. not giving up Kevin Hart. I think Kevin Hart made a mistake when he was younger. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin Hart apologized. I, I bought his apology as a gay man. Or, mm-hmm. or believed it, or whatever the case may be. I think he seemed genuine about it. Mm-hmm. I think it was fair that he got his little Oscars gig taken away, which, Kevin, if you're listening, good for you, because no one ever does good at that, and it just would have been a I think he would have killed your it. great comedy career. I disagree. Everyone, really? no one, you can never please those Oscar people. I thought um, uh, Chris Rock did it. No, Whoopi Goldberg was the one who did a great job. Yeah, I, I like Whoopi Goldberg. Ago. Oh, I love Whoopi Goldberg. 
Yeah, that's true. The View, hello, full circle. And Kevin, let's say, Kevin Hart would have done his best. He always does his best. Oh, he would have done great. I think he would have done great. I think a lot of people would have loved it, but mm-hmm. like, whatever, he dodged a bullet probably, like, dude. Listen. It's a lot of work for a little bit of money. But Kevin Hart, um, I was a really big fan of his, but... With straight black male comedians, I always have to be very guarded when I listen to them because I can almost guarantee they're going to say something homophobic or transphobic. Oh, dear God. Either in their act or um, like on The Breakfast Club or something or just like a radio show or a podcast. Like just, And it, they have no idea that it's so offensive. And it does bother me when black men, like black comedians do stuff like that. Why am I speaking up for you? I don't really have to say anything because I've been fucked with by members of every community. Yeah. I could just say fuck all of you. Um, but I did, I'd still choose to support Kevin Hart. Um, I think he's a narcissist. Oh. I don't think he met his apology, but I also knew what I was getting with Kevin Hart as soon as I heard about him and as soon as I started watching him like I knew what I was getting and I exactly. feel like it's my choice to watch his specials I thought his last Netflix Netflix special sucked oh I actually didn't watch as I'm, si- <laughs> as I'm sitting here being like oh yeah I totally still support it I do though Kevin I support you like I think some of his new, um, newer stuff like he has a hard time um, I think he's having a really hard time navigating being incredibly wealthy and incredibly famous. He grew up in Erie, like yeah. Erie Avenue. Yeah. So there's a part of me that can't turn my back on him because I know what that's like. I get it. Listen, I will say this on you the know, flip side. We're talking about. I know who he is. I know he's not. A, I don't think he's a good person, but I'm still oh, going to spend my yeah. money. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I actually think he's a really nice guy. I don't right. know one way or another. He could be a saint or he could be, yeah. you know, the worst guy on earth. For all just, I know. There's something about him. It's just one of those unspoken things that I don't. My like my gut tells me that he only cares about himself at the end of the day. I get it. I mean, but here's the thing. Like, I think the reason why I'm forgiving him is like, I'm cool with his apology, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the things that he said or that he was caught for, at least, um, you know, were all from years ago when it broke. It was like seven to like eight years before on like Twitter and stuff. There was like, there was a whole bunch of tweets that had like fag in it or like, you know. Oh yeah, those were the ones from years and years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and then he's had a few other little things that they dug up like between then and like when the Oscars Mm -hmm. thing happened. But like, I think he's apologized for it. On the flip side, while I'm cool with him now, all it's going to take is one tweet that has fag in it or something. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. now, then mm-hmm. that's where I turn my back on I people. would be the same way. Where I'm like, okay, so I... Like, you don't care. Yeah, you don't care. I, not in like Kevin Hart should be like, oh man, Kent was sticking up for me too. And I really <laughs> fucked up. I really fucked up. But I feel the same way about Dave Chappelle. <sighs> and I really hate, like, oh my God, that is my dude. Um... He makes it tough sometimes. He makes it very hard. Yeah, he makes it hard. And he, he makes, makes hard. me feel bad as a non-cis person. Like, he makes me feel bad about myself. And I know that he's... Yeah. I know he's joking. I have a lot of problematic jokes. I grew up on fucking 80s and 90s comedy. Yeah. Okay? Hello. Um, I give comedians a lot of leeway. I do Because so. they're not politicians. Yeah, they're I not, agree. you know... They're there to shake the table. Yeah, exactly. But... It goes back to, like I said last week or two weeks ago, about um, black people punching down against or punching up with white people, like making fun of white people. Um, I was told by male comedians that if I wanted to do stand up, 
it's very important that I don't punch down. Oh. Like well, talking. That's good advice. Yeah, it's excellent advice, yeah. but no comedian, like, male comedians don't follow that. And oh, there was a male oh, comedian yeah, that told me. And then he went and like continue like went on to punch down in his in his acts. So then I wonder if it's a misogyny thing. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um which we have to talk about. But like with Dave Chappelle and Kevin Hart, I have different feelings about both of them. I feel like I would cancel Kevin Hart before I'd cancel Dave Chappelle. Because Dave Chappelle, the Chappelle show in the wrong audience, very problematic. And that's why he stopped. But that's the audience. But that's fault. why he stopped. Yeah. And I I that kind of honestly, him walking away from the Chappelle show is when I decided I was gonna be a lifelong fan because that's something I would do. Like money is it's just money. It's just money. To me. And seeing a celebrity who has the strength to walk away when they're on top of the world, that's that was unheard of. Um I think Dave Chappelle has given me it has made me feel safe to be more open about um, some of my, not my more prob- problematic viewpoints, but um, makes me feel safe to be open about um, viewpoints that I would have been afraid to share yeah. in the past. So I just, I held them to a really high regard. So there's also like my expectations may not have been managed properly. Very it could have likely. been that. It could have been. But then I forget which special it was. It was a Netflix special and he's just, he's talking about trans people. And I just like, my stomach started to hurt. And oh. I was like, this is not what this is supposed to be. I'm not yeah, supposed no, to feel like this. I didn't get involved in any of the back and forth that went on online. And I noticed like a lot of the talk going on was between like straight people and like Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Or gay people and Dave Chappelle. And then the trans people who would speak up, they were told to shut the fuck up. Well, that's usually what happens. So, and that's kind of when I started to believe that um, nothing was ever going to change. Or get better and that the great men and like just the greats don't care about me they don't give a fuck about I mean, me once it's again, just and it's something that i had to mourn and grieve yeah. and move on from i think you can enjoy it a little bit better for your mental health when you do that honestly yeah. like i've been able I like i can watch his stand-up again yeah and just like see it as the pure comedy it is like i think that's one of the big reasons also why he got out of the game for a bit because it's very scary being in the upper echelons of any, um, you know. Oh, totally. I or think. just like being that fucking famous. Yeah. So it's like he, I think he tried to go out of his way to manage our expectations and we just didn't. <laughs> that's as diplomatic as I'm going to be. No, I'm, I'm, I think that's about totally it. fine. And yeah. also like, and this is a really bad thing to say, I'm sure. But when people are that talented, I have a really hard time walking away forever. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. So. I do that all the time, especially with, um, well, like we're talking about now, like comedians. Like, if I think you're really, really funny, that's like, that to me means you're talented. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm saying I have such a, a high, lofty goal for what's <laughs> funny, but, you know, I not many people make me laugh. So when mm. somebody's like really making me like laugh consistently, yeah, I'm like, you're special. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and I will support you unless you're an asshole. Yeah. I'm not like supporting like it's Michael like, Richards um, Kramer. Are like, you familiar with uh, Patrice O'Neill? Yeah, didn't he pass a long he time He did, ago? he did. And he was one of my favorite. He just reminded me of a super misogynistic, uh, bigoted uncle. Yeah, he would have been, had been he was problematic. So ta- he, he was, was funny. so talented. But I think about him a lot, and I think about if he was still alive, like how many times he would have been canceled. Oh. He's not for the Me Too era. No, 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 no. Definitely not for the Me Too at era. At all. 
But I guess, you know, all this talk about cancel culture is getting me like, ugh, heavy and depressed. All right, it's time to take a little break. We'll be right back. And we are back. Mm-hmm. Yes, had had some sound, some difficulties, if you will. Um, yes, yes, yes. Happens to the best of them. But yeah, I can talk about my guilty pleasures literally every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, some things I don't really even consider to be that guilty anymore, but I intellectually know that they are. But emotionally, I'm so far beyond that I don't think about them like that anymore. Yeah, like I, I think I had kind of a flawed definition of guilty pleasures when I was younger. I mm-hmm. thought it was just something that I had a passing fascination of that might not be liked by the general public or whatever. So I might be just like a little too embarrassed to talk about it with people. But now I feel like a guilty pleasure is a piece of content or an artist that I love so much. And I will nerd about them for hours at a time. (laughs) And then people will just look at me sideways or look at me like I'm crazy. That's what a guilty pleasure is. Like, I don't give a fuck about this thing that she's talking about or it's (laughs) this thing that they're talking about or that it's weird. So, yeah, these are our weird guilty pleasures that might not be as weird and guilty as they were once upon a time. Yeah. I mean, I'll just I'll throw my hat into the ring to go first. You know, I adore all the real housewives every single seven or eight series that they have now and it's you know i know what it is it's not great it's not like poetry you Mm -hmm. know i'm not trying to sit here and saying that it's changing the course of time but i enjoy it and guess what i can spend a whole afternoon with like the real housewives and my mental health is better at the end of it it just is maybe comforting it's comforting and i think i'm the type of person too and you know me well enough to know this like i really don't I know the people that say this are always the ones that cause the most of it, but I don't, I don't like drama in my life. I don't mm-hmm. fuck with drama. I, I don't avoid it. If we have to confront something, we can do that. But like, I am not going to do that needless creation of, you know, bullshit in yeah. my life that doesn't need to be there. And if I see that you're like that, cut, 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 little cardboard cut out of you in the wall and you are no longer in my life. But we will. Okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> I don't like drama in my life. Like you said. And I don't like people who are close to me, like, or in my circle to be dramatic people because that's exhausting. However, if there's an acquaintance who likes a little chaos and drama every once in a while, I will be there to observe and I will have popcorn. Oh, I am totally fine with, as I like to call them, like quarterly friends where it's like, you know what? (laughs) I'm only going to see this person four times a year. And I know each time we go out, they're going to spill a Mm -hmm. crazy amount of tea on me about their insane life and then i'm gonna have gossip for the next 90 to 120 days until i see them next that's right and here's the thing that's one of the big reasons why i keep straight friends in my life (laughs) 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 because they're so messy and they never learn from like previous errors like at all (laughs) i just keep repeating it over and over again to my entertainment no you see we need to like switch our straight and gay friend groups then a little bit because that's like usually like my gay friends I'm Mm. just like oh my god you all are so messy and like but that's why I kind of like that because like my straight friends are you know they're getting married they're having kids they're buying houses they're okay I don't know what else they're doing there's probably like minivans in the future and stuff and that's all great and good but I don't want any of that so it's nice to be able to come to like my messy friends and be like oh in this group I'm like maybe only the third messiest (laughs) (gasps) 
what <laughs> oh invite me out more often no i i need my um my lg well i don't need my lgbt friends to be chill but i just i don't know i just happen to have mostly chill gay friends like i don't know like they're very quick to you know defend themselves or defend me and things can get very chaotic around that point but they're not confrontational in their drama or anything like that but my straight friends even the ones who have the white picket fence and everything every once in a while they'll tell me like I don't know if I made the right decision and that in and of itself is future mess and I I file that away like in my mind somewhere I'm like oh we're gonna revisit this (laughs) (laughs) I'm a bad friend to straight people (laughs) that's not bad at all but like that's so that's so strange I could just imagine like what are your friends coming up to you like or just you know you being like out to dinner and just them being like Yesterday, I shoplifted from CVS solely because I was very bored. Bad. Like, I'm like, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> like one of my I've been living on this piece of gossip and drama for at least 10 years now. I'm going to say like 15 years, actually. But um, one of my former coworkers, she's straight. She has been with this guy since like high school or college or something okay and she called me one day and it was about a, a month before they were getting married and she said i gave him herpes <laughs> that's <laughs> awkward she cheated on him gave him herpes oh no but because like certain straight people um they would rather be unhappy as long as the public image still looked good and that's mm-hmm. kind of what this was but, you know, they have a happy little presentation on social media. They they look they look happy on paper. Let's just put it that way. Straight people are really good at looking good on paper. <laughs> well, shit. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. If that's what they're good at, then I need to take a class. Same. I'm not judging at all. Shit. Yeah, because, I, yeah, like, I need to at least get that, like, presentation part down pat a little bit I'm better. The opposite, exactly. I am a mess on paper, but I'm pretty solid in real life. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That is fucking brilliant what you just said no i i really really appreciate you saying that because i agree i think that like i think on paper a lot of people could be like oh 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 can't this is this is not a good story right Mm -hmm. now but like you you meet me and then like i'm sorry i think i'm pretty level-headed i'm pretty chill i'm pretty you know just a a a joy to be around i'm kidding like but (laughs) you you know but no i mean like it's just it's so interesting when you think about it like that because you know you're you know you're being judged from like an outside perspective about what you've done at this point in life Mm -hmm. and to be like internally like okay i know my paper sucks but the content is like fucking brilliant you know agreed but that was really brilliant <laughs> like that really resonated with me oh my god i'm flipping my hair right now thank you so yep. much <laughs> i think you should i think you should flip your hair i think you should pat your shoulder your back whatever people pat when you do a good job but people are gonna listeners are gonna be way less impressed with me um when they find out what some of my guilty pleasures are it'll bring me back down to it'll humble me very quickly no, no. Well, I know you have some, so you might as well just spill. I already said one of mine. Oh, so. Lord. Okay. So I'm just going to get it out of the way. I am um, a person in their, on the other side of their mid 30s, and I stand K pop 
so hard. Oh my gosh. I've been a K-pop fan since 2009. And before that, I was, um, I wouldn't call myself a J-pop fan, but I was pretty into it for like five years before that. So from like t- 2004 to 2009. Well, at least you're a real fan. Oh, well, yeah. Like, yeah. It like- was... I showed videos to people if they ever gave me an opportunity and they would just look at me like, what is this cacophony (laughs) that you have me listening to? And this is like, again, back in 2009, 2010, I had my groups 21 and shiny loved them then love them now because they're (laughs) making a comeback and I'm very excited about it. Oh, you heard it here about it. But yeah, people just thought I was really fucking weird because I liked K-pop. It's kind of the same um, thing as when I was in high school and I really liked um, anime. And I could only find a couple of people who were really into anime. And we would go up and down the halls singing the theme songs like a bunch of fucking nerds. So it's very that. (laughs) Well, that's sweet, though. That's a lovely memory. The new anime. But um, I stopped listening to it and I stopped supporting it for about four or five years because I just heard way too many horror stories about how the performers were being treated and like hearing about slave contracts and things like that. And also the stands were so racist. Oh my (laughs) God. They were so racist and problematic, but cut to today with the black pinks and the BTS of it all. And um, there are so many black kids who love K-pop now. So I feel like, a supported elder <laughs> in the oh in my the god you are community <laughs> but i'll have like very private conversations with other people in their 30s and 40s who love k-pop as much as these kids do but we're just a little too embarrassed to talk about it <laughs> talk about it publicly because we're old well you know what i think that there is like a weird stigma around that like i think there are ages where it's like you just you wouldn't go to a dinner party and brag about it if it was in mixed company. You know what I mean? Right. And also it's like K-pop is one of the few genres where if I'm feeling bad, it'll make me smile. Like I just, I really, I don't know. I just, I really like it. It's feel good pop music. And we've talked before like, about my love for pop music. I love it very much. Yeah. I love Euro pop, always have. And that's also another formally embarrassing one but oh, i don't think it's embarrassing at all Fuck it that. used to be like i remember um back in the day i was like 12 or 13 years old and i really got into um europop i was into like kylie minogue before she blew up well before she had her one hit over here what was it can't get you out of oh, my head can't get you out that was my jam i'm not gonna front and it was everybody's jam. And then uh, I was working at Tower Records at the time. And her her album after that one came out. And I listened to her entire discography. And I was like, Madonna who? Yeah. <laughs> Madonna who? I'm like, this is the girl for me. Yeah, Kylie doesn't get her props. I mean, she it's... really doesn't. And Dua Lipa, I feel like she's the heir apparent to Kylie Minogue. Yeah, I can get down with that. Which is why I love her so much. I like so, Dua. So much. I do. Fantastic. I, it's just hard and for gorgeous. me to keep up. Oh my gosh! Like it's actually breaking beauty. Like how dare you look like a Victoria's Secret supermodel and be talented? Like and... you. <laughs> She's so stunning. We we seriously hate 
talented and beautiful people. And by hate, I mean, like, we respect and love it when it actually happens. But, like, it is a little annoying. It's grating when you see someone like that and you're like, oh, my gosh. And you just have all of this talent spewing from you. I used to sing with people like her. And I'm not saying, like, I'm ugly by any stretch or anything. But, like, even in opera, I remember... um, I w- we would do these, our recitals and again, I was not to toot my own horn. I was very good. And I would just do all of these vocal gymnastics just to impress people. And there was this one girl, I will not call out her name or anything, but she was very tone deaf, but gorgeous. And all she had to do at the end of her aria was smile and people would stand up and applaud her. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> And you know what? I know that that is the fucking truth because, and we're going to talk about this. I want to talk about how we, and I'm a part of it as well. Mm -hmm. If you are good looking in society, the world is different. We should make that our next episode. I'm serious. We need to talk about it ASAP because I am passionate about it. And not not only to go off topic, but maybe to give a little tease to the viewers from when we talk about in the future. Mm -hmm. I had a little comeuppance in my 30s. I went up like a few notches in Philly terms and I know I did. And the world is different. And I'm not even close to being at the top of the food chain, but the world is just different from this level. And I don't look like um, a skeleton that's like walking around, you know, making jokes. So people treat me different and it's, it's noticeable. It's jarring. It's, it is. Like, it's weird I, and it's jarring. I have no problem talking about my weight gain. It is what it is. But yeah, maybe a decade ago, I was like a size four and I got to it by very unhealthy means. But it was the most popular I'd ever been. Yeah, I believe it. I like, believe it. Ever. And yeah. I was also doing my like girl drag. So I was just that bitch. You, <laughs> you were that very- bitch? short period of time and then I just got tired of it because I didn't feel any better and like the more friends I made the lonelier I became so I was like fuck it I'm cutting all these people off and then like over the course of like however many years I gained like 50 pounds and mind you happiest I'd ever been when I gained all of that weight it was like the biggest I'd ever been and also the happiest oh I I I can get that I mean we're still yeah, talking. but people did definitely treat me differently after that. They kind of treated me less like an object, which is good. But they also, um, I'd never felt more invisible because I also wasn't singing around that point. So it was mm. like, oh, well, what do I have? What's left? What's left? There was literally nothing left. So it sucked for a long period of time, but I was able to just see other parts of me that I never even knew that I liked before. So, yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's really good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and like, I'm sorry, I'm my happiness at my happiest, I should say, when I'm like shoving my face filled with stuff. I mean, if we're talking guilty pleasures, I, I would say junk food is like mm. a big guilty pleasure for me because I, I just did this the other day. I went to the dollar store and because I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm a few pounds under my goal weight. So I was like, oh, I can like afford to like be like a fat ass. Mm-hmm. Went to the dollar store, got the shittiest it's i don't even i don't even know if you'd call it food like like frozen um uh, tostinos rolls that like you microwave and they're just like grease they're so good though it was so good i I bought like two of them i never had those when i was young like we didn't have the fun stuff like that no we never yeah i got into the tostinos pizza rolls after i became um a late in life stoner 
And I've been missing out this whole time. Yeah. I mean, they're they're disgusting. They can sometimes still be frozen and yet scalding hot lava in, in the <laughs> same little pocket. But I love it. It's great. I also got they're some so like, delicious. Yeah, I got um. Uh, they sell soda, big cans of soda for just a dollar. Not like the regular cans. <laughs> I mean, the long, tall, big ones that look. Oh, like I know what you're talking about. Yeah, for like a dollar. I was like, I'm getting some soda. And I felt guilty about it walking home. I was like, this is so gross. This is so diabetic. <laughs> like, but you're, you're not going to do it like every day. I know. I know. But I just I do feel guilty about that because, you know, in the last year and you've known this, you know, this like I've lost like 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel better about myself. I can wear button down shirts again. I can, you know, like I, I feel really good. And. I just, every time I like cheat, cheat like that, I'm like, well, you're just going to go back to it, aren't you, fatty? No. no, no, I I know exactly what you mean, though. Yeah. But not in the way that like, while I'm eating, I'm like, you're disgusting. And like, I'm crying, but I'm like eating like a king size Reese's Pieces. Right. No, that was me like (laughs) 20 years ago. (laughs) Just like crying and eating Oreos. Like, you fat, disgusting bitch. Oh, you see, now that makes me feel bad that you had to go through that because that's not cool. That makes me feel bad. Now, like, fuck, last night I had um, gummy bears for dinner and it was delicious. (laughs) Wait, you mean like weed gummy bears? Just weed gummy bears? I had Haribo gummy bears. (gasps) Oh, but they're good. That I got on GoPuff because I really just wanted some fucking gummy bears. But like uh, gummy candy is my guilty food pleasure. And my dentist knows it (laughs) it's so pissed off about it and she said to me once um like gummy candy it's like napalm for your teeth please stop eating it and i said no (laughs) no (laughs) and i sat up in that dentist chair and i took a stand i said no bitch no i'm saying bitch but like i'm gonna stand on these two front teeth till they fall out doctors act like uh, they don't have any vices or anything. I'm sure they're snorting rails at some after hours <laughs> bar they used to before the, you know, the shutdowns and shit. But I told her because um, she's mad at me for vaping, too. And yeah. I just I looked her dead in the eyes and I said, listen, I quit smoking for 10 years and then this pandemic happened and I have nothing else to do. So I'm going to just hit this vape until my job opens back up again. How about that? Yeah, you know what? And yes, yes. And she let it go. And I'm, I would have. <laughs> she let it go. Like, let me have my pleasures. <laughs> like, my... No, you need your ple- You need your guilty pleasures. You I'm sorry. It's good. Like, I don't know where I would be. Like we were saying about like the occasional like trips to the dollar store and coming back with like the worst things ever known to man. Exactly. And now, then... do I need to moderate? That's something I'm working on right now because. You know, all I have to do all day is um, smoke and maybe be creative for a couple hours and then eat. (laughs) (laughs) AKA, I'm sorry, like my dream life. Some people are like, no, well, maybe you are. I'm not sure. But like some people are like, oh, you'd get bored of that so fast if you were just like creating and like, you know, just basically like eating and living. And I was like, no, that would be a dream life. That would be a dream life. I, I, I would love that. In a beautiful home on yes. the beach or in the mountains or something, doing absolutely nothing. Because I know, like I said earlier in this episode, that money does not matter to me. But I Lies. do really, yeah. like the money aspect, it really doesn't. But I know that I need it so that I can have the life that I feel like I deserve. 
Yeah, no, 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 no. I totally. I t- <laughs> First of all, money is a necessity. It's it's a necessary evil. It it's is not going it's anywhere. Money. So anyone who I hate money too. In a per, I don't care if my next boyfriend makes twenty grand a year or two hundred grand a year. As long as yeah. we're happy and he can contribute, I'm cool with him. Exactly. I've dated very rich people and I've dated poor people and. Or before I decided I'd rather be alone <laughs> than deal with any of these folks. Mm. I just noticed that um, I just personally didn't care about how much or how little money somebody had if I enjoyed spending time with them. Oh, my gosh. Totally. I, I, I'm the exact same way. Like, I really I don't care about all the frivolities surrounding you or not surrounding you. Mm-hmm. I'm just really concerned with you if I'm wanting to date you because I've but never wanted anybody- to date anyone. If there's anybody yeah. listening who wants to, you know, cash out or Venmo, oh, yeah. <laughs> I won't say no. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also just, this is me and Aaron's secret way of just, you know, making our podcast a dating profile. So, you know, you all are getting like, <laughs> you know, if there's any suitors out there for either one, you know, we're open. We're, we're, we're swingers. Well, not swingers. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> we're not swingers. Never mind. We're not swingers. I want to say that three times. <laughs> Like five times in the mirror, Bloody Mary. So like, we will not become swingers. Like, that's the one. Um, that's the a guilty pleasure that we do not. Um, yes, that we won't acknowledge. <laughs> well, not acknowledge. It's really our hidden shame. We just this we don't episode. we don't partake. Yeah, but yeah. um, just getting back to guilty pleasures, real quick. I said real quick, like that's not the topic of the, of the episode. One guilty pleasure that I'm still not super open with talking to regular people about, like people who aren't that I'm not close with, are plastic surgery reality shows. Oh, I can get down with that. I'm obsessed with them. I have been obsessed with them since The Swan on oh, Fox. Oh god. Well that was that was brilliant. It was disgusting and I I've watched every single episode. Yep. And then when Fox realized that The Swan uh, might be super problematic and they canceled it, I moved over to ABC and started watching Stream Makeover. Yeah, because you were like, I need that. I need fix. my fix. Like, <laughs> I need it. If I could go back in time, if I wasn't an opera singer, or if I didn't want to be an opera singer or a non assassin or a priest, I would definitely be a plastic surgeon. Like, there's just something super fascinating about it. Well, I mean, you're completely, you know, changing someone's physical identity. Yes. And then, therefore, maybe even changing their like internal identity. You're changing their whole life and yeah. like when I was little I used to um well I I still draw but like I drew a lot when I was little and I would um get the, I started to get into drawing like people that wouldn't be considered attractive and then I would just like erase certain things and basically perform plastic surgery on this drawing <laughs> oh my god that's so cool <laughs> and do a before and after <laughs> my mom probably thought I was just the most troubled child but <laughs> Like it was such a fun thing to do, and oh, that's then really cool. I stopped. Well, I was gonna say I stopped watching plastic surgery shows, cold turkey, but really they stopped being um, made. Extreme Makeover went over to like Extreme Makeover Home Edition, which I still watched, but it wasn't the same. Yeah. And then there was um, I caught wind of a Korean reality show when I got back into K-pop uh, called Let Me In. 
Okay. And it's a spinoff of, a, I believe it's a Thai plastic surgery reality show. And they take, for the most part, um, I believe they take people who have like these physical conditions or one person had a cleft lip or cleft palate or something like that. And then they would just like give them a full makeover and they looked incredibly beautiful. And they, you could see that their um, like self-esteem went up and everything, but mm-hmm. there's still something kind of gross about it just in the way that these conditions are being um talked about yeah oh yeah on these shows and i kind of just like zone out during those parts they're just like oh my god (laughs) look at her face i'm like bro no oh my god no i totally and yet i still fucking watch it um and now there's this new netflix show called yeah you were telling decision yes i think i gave you the wrong name the last time we talked about it oh okay well tell tell me again now because like i might actually watch that okay yeah it's called skin decision Mm -hmm. it's only one season so far but the thing that i like the most about it is that um the two plastic surgeons are both women and one of them is a woman of color and they're so cool and they actually give a shit about the people that they're helping that's good i mean (laughs) it doesn't feel fake like it does with like um what's his name nassif on that oh god paul yeah, I Paul know Nassif. Paul. I yeah. Know Paul very, I say it like we go out all the time, but yeah, I know Paul very well. Like there's something a little smarmy about him. Um, and I don't really get this in this show. Like That's it good. doesn't feel like they're just doing it just to make money or get exposure. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. Well, I love that. Uh, you know what? I love that so much. I'm actually going to turn it on right now. I really am intrigued by this. I hope you like it. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure I will. I feel like, you know what? I feel like we had a really good conversation today with all of this. I this was so too. Yeah, I'm feeling like I'm going to walk away from this. I'm going to turn on some reality TV cosmetic surgery show. I'm going to debate what I'm going to do with my face. And I'm <laughs> about. <laughs> and you know what? Just uh, before we close this out, I was going to talk about horror movies as my guilty pleasure. But no. 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 I stand loud and proud. I wouldn't have let you. Of horror movies. So we can just have a whole other episode just about how much we love horror movies. We're going to talk That'll about horror movies and we're going to talk about psychological effects that it has. We're going to talk <laughs> about how a lot of horror movies, guess what, are just talking about mental health issues <laughs> in a lot of ways no we'll definitely do that but today was fun i hope that you all out there listening enjoyed our second that's right second that's right. episode come back in a couple weeks we'll be here again aaron you got anything to say kent and i we were interested in just future episodes maybe reading listener emails if you guys have any issues that you need help with we would love to help you out with them we might not give great advice no fuck that we actually both give very great advice and i feel like the biggest hot messes tend to give really good advice it's very um just this is what i wouldn't do it's something i've done in the past and this is how it affected me negatively <laughs> so you oh, might no, want no. To no you're, to- you're totally right isn't yes. there that stereotype that the best therapists are the ones that have like really screwed up lives themselves or something absolutely but if any of you want to send us an email uh, you can reach us at bteampcast at gmail.com that's b-t-e-a-m p-c-a-s-t at gmail.com or hit us up on our facebook group is it just uh the b team kent put in b team podcast you'll find it 
Excellent. And don't forget to also, and this is where I become a little bit of a whore, like and follow and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram because I am getting heavily into both of them. And I want to hear from you guys and see you guys. And I want likes because that's how shallow I am. <laughs> we need so, the validation. We are at B Team Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. So come over, follow us, say hi, and we'll say hi back. We're very friendly if you can't tell already. So friendly. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening again and good day (laughs) good day everybody